0: Today we have a very special episode. You get to see a live coaching session with an Amazon seller named Paul. Paul has a very similar experience to a lot of you where he launched a product, saw some success, got to the, you know, a really good sales level, and then, you know, things happened. Inventory issues happened and counterfeiters happened and sales tanked. And now he's back down to like $1,000 a month in sales and he needs to pick up his sales quickly to save his business and, and get it going in the right direction again and so uh, we kind of shared a number of things from how to relaunch your product uh, we shared some product listing um, tips for you know, specific things he can change on his product listing because they're so we actually did a live screen share and we're gonna put this you know on our YouTube video so you can actually see the um, the actual listing and that would be really helpful for you and then we talked about some launch strategies how to use influencers in order to get traffic and sales how to use amazon ppc spend uh, the right way so that you can use that to re-rank your products and relaunch a product so we covered a whole lot of really good stuff and i think you're going to enjoy that also if you like this type of episode make sure to go back and listen to uh, the playbook for amazon episode called episode 26 that was with courtney lee where we did a live coaching call with her she's the founder of primal coffee creamer and we talked about a number of different stuff because she had a lot of different business problems and, and issues that she was facing in her business and so uh, that was a really really great episode as well so make sure to check that out and so anyways thank you guys so much for listening i think you're going to enjoy this episode and if you want to watch the youtube version of it make sure to click the link on youtube so you can watch the live screen share all right thanks and enjoy Hey guys, so we have Jeff and Jenna here and we also have our new friend Paul Paul is actually uh, a follower of turnkeys email list and we I don't know if you saw but we ran a little email promotion for you know who wants a free coaching call and we want to give a live breakdown of someone's business and listing and he applied for it and you know, we chose him out of everybody and he has a really really cool business and there's a lot of really interesting stuff that we can dive into with him and so we appreciate you coming on the show Paul. Thanks for the invite, glad to be here. Awesome, and we also have Jenna here, who's our uh, client service director here at Turnkey and does some coaching from time to time as well. And so we're just gonna tag team this one with Paul and uh, thanks for coming on, Jenna.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So Paul, why don't you just catch us up a little bit. I'm gonna pull up your listing, or Jenna, actually, if you could just pull up his listing real quick and just share your screen just so people can see what his product is. But why don't you just give us a little bit of a background, Paul as to um, you know, your your current business and uh, and also what are you currently doing? Do you have a current job as well in addition to this Amazon business?
2: Okay. Um, I do have a full-time job. I am a computer engineer, infrastructure engineer um, with a large financial firm. That is a, uh, a job that keeps me busy 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Um, I started amazon adventure about 16 months ago from barely spelling amazon to actually meeting up with a couple of folks that encouraged me to get into it provided me some help and training and after uh, a lot of analysis paralysis uh, trying to select a product ended up with our freedom ventures running belt so Uh, Took some existing products, found out what everybody was complaining about, and worked with several manufacturers to create samples that fixed um, all of those complaints and then rolled out with our product in November of uh,
0: 2018. Awesome. Well, so I bet one of your challenges is probably time management, right? If you've got to work 40, 50 hours, and I think you mentioned you have a family as well. So, I mean, you're maybe giving five to 20 hours a week max towards the e-commerce business. Is that right?
2: You know, really, that's probably what it should have been. But I was really driving to try to make this successful. So I I really mismanaged my time and I would go seven, eight, nine, ten hours a night well into the morning, um, you know, after a day's work and coming home and family and getting all them to bed and and moving on. So definitely a lesson learned was that um, a steady pace is probably a better methodology than a full out sprint until you collapse.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's, that's tough. I mean, that's impressive that you're able to work eight hours after a full workday, but yeah, it's hard to sustain that over a long period of time. Right. And so kind of, especially in that scenario, you probably need to focus on what's your biggest priorities and, you know, making sure that you're getting those few things done that can really move the needle. Cause there's obviously a hundred things you could do related to any business, but especially a physical products business like this. Is that accurate? It is really
2: accurate. I think one of the other challenges is that I knew absolutely nothing about operating Amazon. So while I'm trying to figure out how seller central works, and how to run an Amazon business. I'm also doing product selection and trying to figure out PPC advertising and Facebook advertising and and influencers and all of the other myriad of stuff that you need to grow and sustain. And that was the hardest part, is not having a base level of understanding of how to operate an Amazon account.
0: Gotcha. So it sounds like you kind of went a little bit wide from the very beginning, um, which is good to try to do all those things. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're at, like sales wise, um, you know, just sort of your sales history and kind of where you're at now.
2: So we launched, like I said, in middle of November of 2018, we, um, you know, the the original launching strategy back then on Amazon was really focused around a lot of giveaways. And, uh, you know, you dump three or four or 500 units on the market at a loss and you'll rocket to the top. Well, all of that strategy changed right in the middle of me launching this product. So um, it really kind of, it caught me off guard uh, because that was the, the whole strategy that we had been taught and were learning. Um, and so we had to shift and pivot two or three times and, and probably two or three more since then as things change and, and evolve. Um, but within um, about a month and a half, right after Christmas, we were, we were doing about $15,000 a month in revenue. Um, we were moving um, a lot of units and that sustained itself through about the first six months of, of doing business. Because of that, we placed an order for a lot of inventory right before Chinese New Year thinking I need to get more product in because I'm going to run out, but I also want to get ahead so that I can get into ocean shipping and not pay a premium for air shipping. And about that time, we ran into a few roadblocks that ended up leaving me with a lot of excess inventory and sales um, started to fall off for a couple of reasons. One is I think we we cut back on our PPC spend and trying to find a balance between spending for exposure, uh, but yet still being able to run a profitable business. And then slowly, um, we started fighting some counterfeiters on our listings, and our and our sales started to drop. You know, from fifteen thousand to twelve to ten, and and continued to fall as we fought those battles.
0: Okay, and so where are you at right now as far as your current sales level from the last month or two?
2: From the last month or two, we have been really decimated and we are probably um, doing about $1,000 a month in revenue trying to recover from losing our buy box to five separate counterfeiters simultaneously for two full
0: months. Yeah, it can be really challenging when that happens. One thing did you look at when you were shipping from China? You mentioned trying to get ocean freight instead of air freight to save costs. Did you look at doing LCL instead of uh, FCL, which is a less than container load? Like you can ship one pallet or a couple pallets on a shared container versus you don't have to fill a full container? Or um, is that what you did? We did. We
2: did LCL. Um
0: the uh, the first
2: batch um you know we we ordered not a great not a huge amount right because we weren't sure what was going to happen. i think we ordered four thousand units um but again you know we we were paying probably a thirty cent per unit premium for air versus l c l okay,
0: gotcha well, good, you already did the right thing with the the l c l and so now you've got a lot of inventory uh, as an asset and uh we can use that to your advantage so Maybe it would be simplest right now is Jenna and I took a look at your listing ahead of time. Maybe we just point out a few um, areas of possible things to test, uh, areas of improvement. Because if you have a really, really strong product listing, um, you know that will set you up for success. Versus if you have a low conversion rate, we could tell you all the fancy strategies in the world. But it's not going to work as well if you have a, a low converting page. So Jenna, do you have anything that kind of jumps out at you that you'd like to point out to Paul?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, went over this listing. Honestly, Jeff and I felt like this was a pretty strong listing already, right? We do have a couple of things that we wanted to recommend. So in the title, right, title's the most important place for keywords. This is super important when it comes to indexing and Amazon ranking in general. So obviously you're limited, right? You can't just put as many words in there as possible. You are limited uh, to specific character amount based on whatever category you're in, right? So um, one thing that really stuck out to me in this title specifically is you're repeating words a few times here. So we have running, which is one, two, I think three, So or no, four. So running is here four times. Running is actually kind of a long word, right? So if you were able to eliminate it and just have one running in there, That is going to free up a lot of keyword space for you to be able to shift more keywords into your title. And then same thing goes actually for, I believe phone. Yeah. Phone and holder. Actually you have phone and holder in there twice as well. So eliminating those repeat words is going to free up a lot of space for you when it comes to your title. So right there alone, eliminating those repeats. I mean, I think we're talking probably, probably close to 50 characters. Like it's going to free up a lot of space. So when it comes to your title, quite honestly, your most important keywords should be in there. But in addition to that, your most important keywords should be towards the front of the title. Now, a lot of people go back and forth of does order matter? And honestly, just from our experience, the most important keywords, and, and by that I mean the keywords with the higher search volume, those should be towards the front of the title In order to be strong enough for Amazon's a nine algorithm getting you to help with indexing placement all of that so that's one thing that stands out to me in the title you know what are your thoughts on that did you have any questions or does that make sense
2: so it does make sense and I do have questions as a matter of fact because um, again one of the one of the things that seemed to change right as we were launching and creating the listing Mm -hmm. is Initially, we were told that if you have three words that are within 10 or 15 words of each other, the algorithm would build all those long tail phrases for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we were told, no, they won't do that anymore. That if, if, for instance, running belt is your strongest keyword, Mm -hmm. that if you split running and belt, you would lose that keyword phrase. So what is y'all's experience on exact phrase match versus conglomerated phrases?
1: Yeah. So in our experience, quite honestly, all that matters is that the pieces are there. So you have running belt right here. You have it next to each other. It makes perfect sense that it's next to each other right now. But let's pretend you wanted to go to move belt to work out Fanny pack's belt, right? As long as belt is in there, running belt counts, Right. Um, phone holder, it doesn't have to be next to each other, running accessories, as long as accessories is in there and the word running's in there, that is going to help towards Amazon's A9 algorithm. So as long as the pieces are there, you will be fine and you will be going after those terms even if they're not right next to each other. So like, one thing I would honestly recommend that goes in this title, water resistant, right now you're not putting that in the title, that, that is in your bullet points, and, but I, I personally feel, I'm not a true runner, not going to pretend like I'm a big runner, but I feel like that would be really important, right? I do go on runs on the beach. Who knows? Maybe I just want to run into the ocean or something. But at the end of the day, water resistant, things like that, that is something that would be really cool to be putting in that title with that empty space. Um, you know, just different things like that. I like the slim design as well. Just like talking about that, how it is so small and it will also be able to hold up your phone and everything like that. Um, so I, I, I think... Eliminating the running a few times or honestly eliminating it to one each and just going back through this and making sure you are only saying each word one time and then revisiting your keyword research, seeing the search volumes there and putting in more keywords that have that higher search volume.
0: And after you do that, you can, if you're worried about that, you can double check by searching the index and make sure that those keywords that you took out or were worried about, are still indexed for your listing, right? So you can do a search for that um, to make sure that you know uh, running belt and running pack are, are both indexed for your uh, for your product. So because if it if it didn't do that, then yeah, you might want to tweak it again. But um, but we are pretty sure that that should be fine for you. Okay, great. One other thing I wanted to point out was as I'm looking at this listing. Um, trying to put myself in that girl's running shoes, which sounds really weird with with anyone's running shoes would be um, how, how much can it hold that fanny pack? Right? Like, um, like can you put like multiple things in there or is it just for your phone specifically?
2: No, we actually um, we actually put an internal divider in there. So you can put your phone in there. You can put your credit cards or some cash um, in, in the pocket that divides it in there. Um, the exterior pockets designed for your keys, you know, and then there's another pocket on the other side that you can use like a a gel pack. So it's a little bit more, but it's not a big fat family pack. You're not going to be able to put a pack of cigarettes and a lighter in there. And, um, which actually is what my photographer first put in there was a pack of cigarettes. I'm like, no, that's not, that's not going to (laughs) work. Yeah. Um, Okay. So it is. In, in, it's interesting because we emphasize that it's slim and you can wear it under a shirt, and it's not bulky. And then, you know, we say it'll hold your keys, your cash, and your phone. And then we get you know a one star review that says I couldn't put anything but my keys and my cash and my phone in there. That's all it would hold. So.
0: Hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I guess I, you I. think I went re- through the photos before and I didn't see this photo. I didn't quite realize that all of those items. I didn't know what that item was on the left there uh, that Jen is showing right now. Is that a phone or what is that That's on the a key left? fob, actually. Okay, key fob, gotcha. Yeah, cool. and then and then the you phone is sticking out there. there. Cool. See, I don't know if there's a maybe a little bit more, if you have another photo that shows maybe a wallet in there or cash, or just to show a little bit more clearly what each of those items is. So I can't tell what that key fob is. Now I know what it is that you said it, but I'm just trying to put myself in the customer's shoes. like i would be thinking okay what do i carry when i go on a run and then I, if i like i don't see a wallet there i would need a wallet you know to fit in there probably okay. um so if there's a little bit more clear photo you could have to showcase how much it can hold and also it'll be clear that hey it can't hold you know uh <laughs> three packs of cigarettes then people <laughs> shouldn't get too mad at you
2: okay great i'll uh i will look and see we uh We're actually trying to build a little photo studio here, so we might practice on that aspect. Great.
1: Yeah, and then, I mean, honestly, kind of shifting gears here to your images, right? Um, One thing that I would say is you have a listing that is very heavy with infographics, which is helpful, right? I mean, infographics really are able to explain things a little bit deeper. They're able to kind of put things in perspective that maybe someone wouldn't completely understand. Um, but one thing I almost would recommend doing, um, is it, it looks a little too, um, I don't know if salesy is the right word or, or, um, I'm not sure what the right way to put it would be, but we usually would like to see lifestyle images without the text, without any of that. Um, so we were almost thinking like you could have just this runner right here, um, by without kind of the comfort and security, obviously you would want to put the waterproof, piece somewhere else. But our thought process kind of was we do like to mix in lifestyle images just because it kind of breaks it up, right? It kind of makes, gives that realistic look, um, more of a website look rather than, um, you know, more salesy if that makes any sense. So what I would honestly recommend doing, cause you have these images here, like you have the guy working out and you have the woman working out. You could potentially just make those lifestyle images Um, And really just kind of put in perspective, like, hey, this is our customer demographic. This is the person we're trying to target with this actual product. Um, Obviously, that means on it, probably combining a few things here, showing the waterproof, showing the um, enlarged exterior pocket, things like that. But um, like this one for sure, I feel like can easily be made into just a lifestyle image and not necessarily so infographic heavy. This one would probably be an easier change than the waterproof one, just because I I think the waterproof piece is really important, um, especially with all those like foam runs and things like that, that people are doing nowadays. So, um, but yeah, I think mixing in the lifestyle image would be really important and and helpful um, for your listing.
2: Okay. And that's really an interesting comment because in my mind, I considered those as lifestyle, right? I had a pure infographic. And then, but I see what you're saying about that. And I think the very last one there on the left it doesn't have much. So, would you recommend taking that bottom one out, that long lasting quality, alpha of that yeah. picture?
1: Yeah. And what's really great about that is that is also a cross selling pick, right? We have all three of the, the, um, colors that you are selling. So it is a cross selling pick, um, is how we would see that. So that's another easy adjustment. So if anything, I would adjust this guy right here and then I would adjust this, these two right here. And that can help you just kind of mix in the lifestyle images. Um, that way it's not just like, information, 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 information. Instead, they're getting a visual of the product. They're understanding the product from that perspective. So it kind of just breaks it up. Um, Not necessarily like there's anything wrong with these infographics. I actually think they're really high quality and I like that there's consistency with the colors and everything. But it is important to break that up and kind of get in those lifestyle images. Okay. But yeah. Um, also,
0: Jack. A plus content is a great place to put that. Um, but if you scroll down, Jenna, I, I don't think there was any A plus content yet. Do you have access to that, Paul?
2: I do. I actually went through the. Uh, I'm still waiting on my initial trademark application. I went through the Amazon IP Accelerator program Good. and came across a really great um, attorney. And from their selection, I ended up with MPNH, and they were outstanding, they were fast, they were responsive. And within 10 days of them filing the trademark, I got an email from Amazon inviting me to join Brand Registry. Um, so I did that and I'm in. Now the issue is that while the back end of Amazon has said, okay, we're gonna allow people in if they use our attorneys, the developers on the front end that run the portal for Brand Registry still go out and check for a registered US trademark. And so I can't do anything in the brand registry portal, even though people inside of Amazon have said, we clearly can see that you have it. Now I am able to go in and create A-plus content. I do have access to that dashboard.
1: Are you able to add video to the listing?
2: Um,
1: Or not yet, just the A-plus content?
2: To be honest, I don't know.
1: Yeah, because I I mean, Jeff, I'm assuming that's kind of where you were going with that was the the video, or you wanted to talk A plus content.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I just wanted to check if he had access to that because uh, obviously you can do a lot with the A plus content. So yeah, I mean, I can get
2: to the A plus content manager, and it says start. Got a button to start creating A plus content. So I would say yes, I do.
1: Yeah, you definitely want to start looking into that as as soon as possible for a few reasons. So, I mean, obviously right here, you have your product description and, you know, obviously you're using the coding and everything like that, which is great. But just like Jeff said, it's a really great opportunity to really expand on your products, have those lifestyle images, have more infographics, things like that, provide them with more information. Um, In addition to that, it does help with keyword research, indexing and ranking, um, because that's more, that's more keywords that you can put on your listing. Because essentially what Amazon does is they still count this product description, even though it will not be visible, they will still count this as part of keyword indexing and ranking. And then in addition to that, you will have your A plus content. Um, a plus content is incredible. It really will help with just conversions overall on your listing.
2: So talking about A plus content, cause that's relatively new to me. Do you, sure. what what do you guys recommend it from a thematic perspective, a, tools perspective, what is it that drives A plus content to its best value?
1: Like like what content's a part of it? I'm yeah, sorry.
2: I mean, are you telling your brand story? Are you telling your product story? Are you telling a I love the world and I'm gonna save it story?
1: Yeah. <laughs> No, that's a great question. So I would definitely say that we do incorporate brand stories in here. One really great example is we worked with a brand that for every unit sold, they gave a certain percentage to vitamin angels um, to help underprivileged children um, with the vitamin intakes, things like that. Um, so that was a really cool story to include. So if you're in part of anything like that, that's a great idea to include that in your A plus content. Why you started this business is a really good thing to put in your A plus content, but also the way we like to kind of explain A plus content to sellers is think of it as expanding your bullet points. So if you want to talk about water resistance Give an example for when someone would actually have to use water resistance when running, right? Expand on it a little bit further, talk about the product a little bit further, have an infographic talking about it. It's really an opportunity to expand on what you already have on your listing and then some. So another great example, we work with a collagen company, and we actually have a smoothie recipe right there on um, the A content, just because it's something value add, it's something uh, to kind of show how easy the product is to use. So Honestly, think of it as this is a website on my Amazon listing is kind of how we like to look at it. Um, But also keeping in mind, there is keywords, um, there is like, keywords do play a role here. So any keywords that didn't make their way into your bullet points, your title, places like that, they should be in your A plus content, whether in the front end where you actually get to see it or the back end of the images.
2: Okay, that's good to know.
0: Cool. And then once you get that access, you know, definitely make sure to take advantage of the video real estate as well on the A-plus content. Hopefully you can get it in the image block as well. I mean, you've got some great photos and obviously the ability to do that stuff. So if you have any videos at all, um, start there. If you don't, I would maybe put that into your plans, you know, in the, in the short term here just to get a, at least a, a basic video up um, to really demonstrate, you know, the product, how easy it is to use and all that good stuff.
2: Okay, we're actually storyboarding a video right now, trying to see what we can do with that. So prepping for when I can do video ads.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you can use that video for not just your Amazon page, but um, I know you, you mentioned some things outside of Amazon, You know, whether you're building assets outside of Amazon, an audience, doing content. You can use that video for all those other purposes as well. So that's where I think it's really, really worth investing time and money into that
2: all right that's uh that's my next to do is to get on the a plus content
1: <laughs> and then i mean in addition to that i'm not sure if you've gotten to check it out but um the brand dashboard um is also something that should hopefully be available to you soon um the brand dashboard is an awesome tool where it's, it's kind of a really great way to look at all your listings and make sure that you are taking full advantage of Amazon. So they'll have like your customer reviews in there, like some critical ones that you might've gotten in the past. It's like a quick button where you can say, yes, like, please, um, we're going to respond to that and you can respond to it right there in the dashboard. Um, there's tons of different opportunities in there in the brand dashboard that can really just help you oversee Amazon a lot better than, um, before. So make sure you check out the brand dashboard as well when you get a chance.
2: And where is that, is that through Seller Central, accessible through Seller Central?
1: Yeah, it's accessible through Seller Central. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then there's brand analytics that involves that as well where you can really get a great idea about your demographic. You can see what other products are being purchased with yours. So I know a little bit before this, right, you were talking to Jeff and I about, you know, the potential of wanting to expand further into this category. So brand analytics is a great place to start because you're able to see what products are being purchased with yours, what products are being purchased instead of yours. There's um, so many opportunities in there when you can really learn just what is a good fit um, to kind of expand on this business.
2: Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to, maybe we should shift gears to that as well. So do you have any plans? Because right now I believe this is your only product that you have on Amazon under this brand or any brand. And so do you have, any plans to come out with a second or third product, you know, this year or any time
2: we are, um, right now, again, because of the excess inventory, you know, we're a little strapped for cash flow, but we are doing some research. We are doing some, um, analysis to try to get a few queued up into the pipeline. And what we're hoping is once Chinese new year is over and the flu is over coronavirus and everybody's back (laughs) to work that, you know we will start to try uh, some smaller products just to you know I'm, I am would really prefer to go into a more expensive product than the range that I'm in right now I would like to be in the 30 to $50 range for sure of course the cost of acquisition there um, is steeper but it also weeds out a lot of the guys that are looking for small cheap products to roll out so we're trying to find a balance in there of maybe doing a couple of small ones just to generate cash flow and, and start to fill the pipeline and work our way up to to bigger and bigger products higher price products
0: great yeah i think that's a great idea because at the end of the day you know right now you're selling um basically a one-time purchase item right people probably don't buy that multiple times they just buy it once and it probably lasts a long time so they're buying a running belt for 15 dollars. And your profit on that, you know, might be 50% or something like seven bucks, call it five bucks, you know, after ad spend. So you really don't have a lot of budget to spend to acquire that customer. Um, And you don't have anything currently to sell them on the back end. And so that's why it's going to be really, really hard to compete, um, you know, with your competitors, with bigger brands, but even smaller brands that have multiple products because you just don't have that uh, multiple items to sell. And so um, I would... You know, I know that cash flow is definitely a concern right now because you have excess inventory, but I would definitely start the early stages of planning. What is that second product you're going to come out with that will be complementary to this running belt, ideally targeting the same exact type of customer, you know, what's something else that they would want to buy and and going and sourcing that product for them because um, that will you know, increase your average lifetime value of the customer and will just make you a lot more financially sound and allow you to expand your business in a lot of ways when you have multiple products to sell instead of just one.
2: So let me ask you a question along that line because I'm trying to think back, if I, if I heard what you just said when I started, would I have been better off trying to launch three complementary products at one time as opposed to one and
0: then one and then one to have that built in follow on sales? Not necessarily. I'm not saying that you need to launch three at the same time. But, you know, it's it's you know certainly within the first year in an ideal scenario, you're able to come out with that second product and ideally a third product. Like go go test the market with with one product. Make sure that you, know, you can get some traction there and that it looks good to you. Um, but then once you have that kind of proof of concept, then quickly get into the second or third product and start really building a brand around that. Um, that that's what I would say kind of in an ideal scenario now for you you know what you to start with where, where you are right now so I would just you know you've got that one product up and running you've got a ton of great reviews on it almost 300 um, you know beautiful product you've proved concept for sure but now I think it'll be a great great time to come out with a second product even just to do a small launch if, if that's all you can afford um, just to see how that goes because uh, the quicker you can get into that the quicker it'll open up the doors for the rest of your business okay thank you yeah jenna do you want to talk a little bit about the uh, amazon warehouse deals if he's got excess inventory yeah uh, with long-term storage fees maybe accruing maybe that might be a good avenue for him
1: yeah jeff you just read my mind i was chiming in okay so yeah i wanted to talk to you about outlet deals so outlet deals are an opportunity for excess inventory you can only run them every 90 days But it's an awesome opportunity. They run for a week. We have a lot of clients that like, you know, and then this is something kind of Jeff and and a lot of people talk about where it's like a lot of the times you will have a product, right, that is carrying 80% of your business, right? And then you will have some products that aren't doing as well. So that's one really great opportunity is through Outlet Deals. So Outlet Deals is essentially an Amazon promotion. It's free to run. Only people with excess inventory can use it. And it gets you featured on Amazon's Outlet Deals page. Super, super easy to run. Um, I highly recommend that. I think that would be a great option. You know, if you're not interested in Outlet Deals, there's some other ones. So I know um, there's Prime Exclusive Discounts is another option as well. If you're not interested in Outlet Deals, I we have talked to a few people that aren't a fan of the word like outlet. So, uh, prime exclusive discounts is also a really great option where it's essentially only prime members can take advantage of it. And that one you can run for as long as you want. Highly recommend promotions just in general, just to keep the flow going. You don't have to always run promotions, right? We never say to do that. But using a promotional calendar or planning out events for things like Valentine's Day and President's Day and things like that can really be a difference maker to really just pick up the speed of sales and really help um, down the line and everything. So outlet deals, prime exclusive deals um, would be a really great opportunity, I think, for you. And then just promotional planning in general.
2: Okay. We... Um... Uh, A friend of mine and I have just hired a VA that is, we're running our social media calendar and our promotion calendar, and we are just getting her up and and up to speed. So I'm hoping to have that piece of it taken care of. One less thing to worry about for me from the scheduling aspect, but I'll
0: make sure to let them know that as well. Yeah, definitely. Do you know where to find the outlet deals?
1: Yeah. So the outlet deals are going to be in your access inventory tab. So that's where you would find that um, and you're able to schedule those out. And then Prime exclusive, I want to say are located in the advertising tab, but I don't know off the top of my head so I'd
0: have to check on them. Great. Well, yeah, just let us know, Paul, if you can't find either of those, just reach out to us and we'll you know, give you a, a nice screenshot of it or give you the step-by-step. But uh, I would definitely check out Outlet Deals because you probably have some aged long-term storage <laughs> fee type inventory, I'm guessing. I do indeed. A- so you would, I think, qualify for that. And we've had some clients that were in the same situation, and they were able to clear out a lot of inventory and get some cash back. Because right now, you need to get through that inventory, even if it's at a bit of a loss, right. um, to get the cash flow back to free you up to, you know, test out a second product or, you know, get, get things rolling.
2: Yeah, and I think I really could probably run an outlet deal. At, I mean, I've got a pretty good margin, so you know, even slightly above break even is a pretty good deal. So. That's exactly what I was looking for, is a way to at least get my money back, if nothing else, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, so maybe we should hop over to the topics related to just how can we get your sales going. I think we've covered the listing really, really well, but I'm sure you want to talk a bit about um, how we can get sales going in addition to the outlet deals and things that we mentioned. Absolutely. Why don't you just tell us a little bit, like what has worked for you in the past? Like, have you ever have you done any specific launch strategies or anything in particular that has worked to give you a you know good boost of sales or anything like that?
2: Yeah, so we have. um, I have run several last launch campaigns. Some of their smaller campaigns from Seller Tools. Uh, That seems to be a very effective way to get really good quick traction on some keywords and I've used it not against my really big keywords cause I don't want to have to give away eight or 900, but you know, some of those medium tail long tail keywords that contain really good roots. We have used to drive that and kind of pull some other stuff along with it. You know, there was a, we had kind of found a sweet spot in PPC where we were spending enough to while it was costing us a bit, it kept us really on page one uh, for a while. And then trying to, to play with that number to bring it down to see, you know, how much can I bring it off, still maintain organic sales and organic ranking. Um, of course, I went a little too far and dropped, you know, off the front page and, and had to come back. So we've done that. We've done um, rebate key giveaways um, a few a day. Uh, A little bit we have tried a few of the um, seller tools automated gift card um, giveaway strategy Uh, but predominantly it's been around PPC and discounted launches and kind of a flurry in a short amount
0: of time okay great yeah I mean from what you're saying what comes to mind is like right now You know, you're doing around a thousand bucks a month. You used to be doing fifteen thousand dollars a month. So like right now, I would just you need traffic and you need sales, even if it's at a discount or even if you're paying a lot in, say, PPC ad spend in order to get those sales. Like you just need to, like, come up with a plan um of like over this next month once we say go like we're gonna do this strategy to get a boost of traffic and sales we're gonna increase our ppc spend we're gonna get more aggressive we're gonna you know tap into our social media audience like you talked about and just kind of plan these things kind of one after another so you're just constantly giving traffic and uh, however you can to the amazon page run some discounts and hopefully by just getting that consistent flow of traffic and sales spikes that will you know improve your organic rankings and get you back to hopefully fifteen thousand dollars a month or more um, but just kind of if we line up four or five of those strategies like in a 30-day period and just do those one after another um you know and just view it as even if i have to break even or get a little bit below that for that time the upside is you can sell through that inventory and then uh eventually you know be ranking and and you know focus on what's my next product? But right now that's kind of I think where you need to get through that inventory. Does
2: that make I sense? I would agree. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys have to advise.
0: Cool. Yeah, what do you think, Jenna, on that front? Does that kinda line up with what you're you're thinking?
1: Yeah, definitely. Just, you know, getting as much eyes on the listing as possible. So I mean one thing I wanted to ask about like, you know, external assets, things like that. Do you have a facebook page an email list do you have anything um like that lined up
2: very minimal very minimal we do have a facebook page it doesn't get a lot of traffic Um, we're just starting to spin up our twitter account our instagram account we're just trying to to get that started but no that is i am in dire need of that as well
1: okay no worries so i mean one suggestion i would have um so you know if you have those amazon customer lists have you ever been have you you been grabbing amazon customer lists by chance
2: i have i have every one perfect
1: okay perfect that's great so what you would want to do honestly is you know i don't know if you've ever dabbled in facebook ads But essentially what you're able to do is you're able to grab those Amazon customer lists and you're able to plug them into Facebook advertising and Facebook is able to find those customers. um, and you can run ads to them. So just like Jeff said, right now, we want eyes on your listing. We want to get people there as quickly as possible. Um, even if that is giving them, you know, a slight discount, whether that's a promotional code or a coupon clipping or what have you, you can always test out different promotional opportunities. But, Getting eyes to your listing, right? So Facebook ads are one way to do that, where you could send that external traffic um, and target those customers specifically.
2: I have dabbled a little bit, haven't been very successful. So another thing that I need to learn how to do, uh, I know that I need to, but I need to spend some time to learn how to do that.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely really intimidating, but one thing I would say is it, um, it's definitely worth it. Amazon also just, um, not, re- well, and not just, but recently they unveiled a new program where you're actually able to track how those external ads are doing. So a lot of people felt like they were running Facebook ads and kind of going into it blind using, I, th- I believe it's called Amazon's attribution program. You're going to be able to, um, basically track how those external ads are doing because, Previously, you had to always have a promo code associated with it or something to that effect where you could track it that way. Now you're able to track it through Amazon's attribution program where you can see how external ads are doing. So you're no longer going into a blind, you know what you're doing. Um, It's going to help a lot more through that process. So I think Facebook ads would be a really great opportunity, but let's say you don't want to do that. You're not interested in Facebook ads, things like that. Outlet deals again, that's a good one just because it's on a different page. Same thing with prime exclusive discounts that gets you on another page, but another one that's super simple to set up. It's pretty basic to run is coupon clippings. Have you been running coupon clippings? I know you had a promotion running on your page, but I don't think I've seen a coupon clipping.
2: There are coupons. I do typically run coupons. It may have expired um, in the last week or so when I just had to take a break. Right, Uh, no worries. But yeah, just uh, that bright green banner really does make a difference. Cause I bet that I don't get half of what get clipped get redeemed.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's just a good thing. Um, You know, quite honestly, we have a few clients we've worked with that will increase their price. So like, you know, a lot of people don't want to compete with their website. So what they'll do is they'll increase their price and then drop it back down with a coupon clipping. So just consistently have that coupon clipping running. So it always looks like you're discounted, but the reality is it's actually just your normal price. So if you wanted to go that route, um, you would have to slowly increase the price. You wouldn't want to do it drastically because it could mess with the buy box. What a fun topic. Um, So, you know, something um, our team will usually do is we'll increase it like 10 cents, like every hour or something like that. So that's something you could have your VA do if you're interested just to save you some time. But if you're going to increase your price, you want to do it so gradually, not all at once. So if you're going to increase it two bucks, you wouldn't want to just change it two bucks because that could. That's actually pretty substantial for the price of your product, right? So that is one way to profitably kind of always run coupon clippings is to increase that price so it's always consistently running. We did this um, with Vitacup where we always had a coupon clipping running and it was huge for them. They were never not running a coupon clipping. So that was something that was really helpful just an exposure, getting in front of new customers. Jeff, did you want to have anything to add to that?
0: No, I think those, those are really, really great ideas. I wanted to ask, have you worked at all? Cause right now you're lacking from the sounds of it. You don't have your own audience off of Amazon. You don't have those assets. So have you ever tried working with other people's audiences or, um, on social media or influencers or running groups?
2: I have not. Um, again, one of the things I know I need to do, one of the things that have not floated to the top of the priority list. Sounds like that's a
0: mistake. <laughs> no, it's not a mistake. I mean, it's uh you know, we all have a hundred things that we can do and all these things will help to different degrees, but just from the sounds of it, I mean you, you need traffic and sales and it's really hard to do that out of thin air if you don't have your own audience. And so that could be one of the biggest impact things that you can do, I think, is if and it'll take a little time, but now you have a VA, that's a perfect thing. You know, Give them some criteria, they can go out and try to find a list of, you know, 10 or even 100 or more, you know, potential people or groups, right? Uh, Russell Brunson um, talks about, I think he calls it his Dream 100. It's a strategy that he uses to, um, you know, identify your, your Dream 100 people. You know, it can be really, really big. It can also be, you know, micro, you know, smaller people too, but just come up with a list of people and Um, You know, if you contact enough of them, you know, at least a few of them will end up saying yes. You can give them free product. You know, you can build that relationship with them. Um, Because right now, what do you have? You have a lot of extra inventory, so it's really easy. You could go send your your uh, your item to you know 50 influencers. You know, there's a lot of people on Instagram, fitness models, uh, you know, on social media that post videos all the time for stuff like that. And if you sent them all. You know your, your item, which is very cheap and, and you know cheap for you to ship them, I would bet right. um, you know some of those people will post videos for free for you just because you send them a free product or you may have to pay them a little bit or you know negotiate something, but uh, just start the conversation with them because I think you're missing the audience piece, and there's literally thousands of people that you know have an audience that would like your product because they're fitness people and, and want something like that.
2: Okay, is there a particular um, outline for how to approach them? Or is there a template for what to say? Or what have y'all found to be the most successful approach?
0: Uh, I'll let Jenna Dimon write it after, but Ryan Rand once told me like, just go for the easiest yes possible. Like just start the conversation somewhere. Like don't go for a big ask and say this, I have a contract and I, I need you to do five posts a week. You know, like, just go for the easiest yes possible. Um, So that could be like, hey, I love, you know, follow them on social media or whatever if you're targeting influencer. And then, uh, you know, genuinely reach out to them and say, I love what you do. I love what you stand for. Uh, I have a really awesome product. I I think, you know, it might help you. Can I send it to you for free? And don't, don't even ask them to post it. Don't ask anything. You just say, can I send you this awesome product for free because I'm a big fan of yours? Probably a lot of people would say yes to that. Um, you know, so like, that's a a easy place to start. That's just one example. There's no right or wrong method, but, um, that's, that's what comes to my mind.
1: Yeah. I mean, in addition to that, you know, um, I know one at one time, Jeff, you had one of the bachelor contestants, right. That wrote about your product absolutely free. You just reach out to them, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually I didn't even reach out to them. They they actually bought the product and they posted about it without me even reaching out. So, uh that just shows, you know, if people like your product, like they'll just post post it sometimes, you know, especially um if they're, you know, if that's what they do. But but yeah, I have been, done that as well with influencers where I send them a free product and they just posted it without even asking, without me even knowing. That was awesome. Okay. Great.
1: And then, I mean, one other thing I will add, like, you know, obviously there is that way to do it where it is, you know, free for you to reach out and talk to these people one-on-one. If, you know, down the line, maybe as you, you know, as you expand on your catalog, everything like that, some other opportunities are there are influencer companies essentially, which will do that work for you, which will work out the contract and all that other stuff. So I know we've worked with Aspire IQ before. Um, And then we also just heard about um, a new program called Ambassador Her, uh, which really simplifies the process. So um, there's tons of opportunities out there to connect you with influencers um, that could simplify it if you are interested in doing that down the line, working with those companies.
0: Great. Thank you. And what's super nice is if you can build a relationship with one or two people or more and they post about your product, well, now you know with more confidence when you launch your second product, you know where you're going to go to, right? So it's just like putting laying that groundwork and making that relationship that will lay the groundwork for a lot of cool stuff to come when, when you get there. Um, but right now, it's you know, you've got excess inventory. You don't have much of an outside audience. And so those two kind of pair together to... You know, you could go help help fifty influencers out with with free product and see what happens. I, I'd be surprised if one of them didn't help you out. Okay. So I think if you if you focus on that, that would be one of the biggest things that you could do. Now you've got a VA that could help you do some of that groundwork. But again, you you need uh you know as you're doing a thousand bucks a month in sales and you used to be at fifteen k, I would say like go aggressive on the PPC spend. Like don't you know even if you're breaking even, like. You, you, right now you need traffic and sales and that's one of the easiest most high converting ways possible because you know what keywords you're bidding on so I think um, doing that for a month or a couple months and then reevaluating after that even if you go into the red um, for a little bit you know because you need to get that sales momentum up again you're kind of relaunching your products so if you combine that with one or two of the other strategies that we've talked about all simultaneously, I think that they'll snowball together and you'll, you'll start picking up your sales and they'll hopefully stay at that level and keep growing.
2: Very interesting question about this, because it seems to be the uh, topic of great debate um, is if you are. do So if I was going to redo my keyword research as if it was a brand new product and I just go and keyword research it. But I also have access to Helium 10 and seller Tools, which also gives me some insight into my competitors. And the and the big debate is: Do your own keyword research and and execute on your keywords, or do you go and look at what your competitors are ranking on on keywords? And do you go challenge them? Which do you guys have a a, a dog in that fight as to which way to go?
1: Um. Yeah. So I think honestly our team does both so we we go out and find our own keyword research but in addition to that we are paying attention to what competitors are going after as well one of our first steps like just as a whole when we're starting with anybody is we do a competitor analysis we want to see what other people are doing because i mean it's it's kind of free research right like it's already kind of been done for you it's right there on an amazon listing i mean it's easy so in addition that we do that for keyword research using certain tools um but i mean you know, to me, you know, you're talking about, oh, they're ranking for certain keywords. I think it goes back to what you were talking about, right? Where there are certain long tail keywords that enco- encompass those more competitive short term or it's not short term, um, you know, short phrase keywords, right? So it will help you, you know, even going after the long tail keyword will help you with those short phrase keywords that you see a competitor going after things like that. So it's 100% valid, I think, too. And, and quite honestly, to be honest with you, we um, do keyword research for all of our products at a minimum on a quarterly basis, um, just to make sure we are always keeping up to date with that stuff. We're paying very close attention to our search term um, reports for, from advertising PPC cause we want to see if there's any new search terms that are coming up with things. Um, you know, one of my favorite, uh, references is when I tall when I talk during coaching is, um, you know, I went to the university of Pittsburgh, they call backpacks book bag and I'm from Southern California, never once called it that. So there's things that are always coming up, different phrases that are always coming up. So it is important to be revisiting keyword research, always trying to push the envelope with it and expand on it. So I think that would be my best advice, but Jeff, I don't know if you have anything to add to that.
0: No, that sums it up perfectly. All right. Well, I think we're approaching the end here of our time for this call, but Paul, where do you, where is your head? at? I know we've thrown a lot of different info at you. That's why we record these coaching calls so you can go back and watch it again and we'll send you some notes after, but um, how are you feeling uh, at this point? So
2: there's some really interesting aspects because I think one of the things when y'all started off looking at the listing is, you know, when I built that listing, I felt pretty confident that I had done a decent job. I would have given it maybe an eight or a nine out of 10, right? But I've almost become numb and immune to it, right? Because you're so used to seeing it that it just becomes familiar and you don't look at it with a critical eye. So that was a big, kind of a aha moment you know to go back and constantly re review and revisit that listing and see what's going on so that was a a great point you know i had just gotten access to the a plus content um and i know i needed to do it but i think you guys really helped emphasize what a huge boost that is to be in that program and to have that so uh, that kind of gave me a greater sense of urgency around focusing on that as probably one of the very next steps. Um, the coupons and the giveaways and the outlet strategies to continue to drive traffic. Um, all good stuff. I hadn't thought about the outlet thing at all. Um, so that's, that's new news to me uh, and something that I want to try to start doing right away. Uh, and then the influencer piece, um, and the external list driving, it's unfortunately it, it is something that I am weak at. And so, you know, you never want to do what you're not good at for fear of failure. Uh, and so I think that just kind of sparked in me to, Hey, just all they could do is say no, right. They can kill you, but they can't eat you. I think is the old joke. So, uh, lots of good stuff, lots of good strategy. And, uh, we're at a point where we really, really need to make this happen. And so I I think it's a great impetus and a really good uh, guideline of where we need to go. And so it was very good. I very appreciate it.
0: Well, that's awesome. I'm super happy to hear that. And uh, wow, you summed it up literally better than I could have summed up what (laughs) what we went over today. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I think you kind of those are the major takeaways for you and remember you don't have to do it all at one time but i would try to quickly optimize the front end stuff just the big stuff you don't need to get it all perfect before doing the other strategies right and maybe even get your va to to start the early steps of the influencer task and just have her go do a little test of getting a list like just come up with a small plan and get that ball rolling because you know i think that's really really critical and then again increasing your ppc spend in the short term, I think can help get that targeted traffic and sales. And then check back in with us and let us know how it's going, so we can, uh, you know, see see where where things need to go from there. All right, sounds great.
2: Thanks for uh, thanks for everything today. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thank you, Paul. Thank you, Jenna. Appreciate yeah. it. And uh, yeah, love what you're doing. And I think um, with those things, I think you got a good business ahead of you. And uh, best of luck. Thank you. Thanks hey guys just want to say a big thank you to Paul for coming on and sharing his business and being super vulnerable and telling us the ins and outs of his business and I hope that you guys can all relate to that and take a lot of those strategies and tactics and takeaways away from that episode and apply it to your business and i just like doing those episodes because you can see the value of having an outside set of eyes come in and look at your business sometimes when you built it yourself you might have built your amazon listings years ago you know one two three years ago and you haven't changed it at all so that's that's one thing that when you have an outside set of eyes we can see it different you know and we see so many different brands all the time that we're able to share these you know really really quick tips, but they can really make a big impact in their business. And then when we get to dive into what strategies are you doing? What assets do you have? you know, That's why it's so valuable and we can share so many actionable insights for him. And I think he's going to have a big impact in his business. So I just wanted to share that if you're interested in getting coaching like that and having that outside set of eyes from our team, take a look at your business and help grow you to the next level, head over to turnkeyproductmanagement.com. And make sure to click on the Inner Circle Coaching page, and you can learn all about what we do there and how it all works. And you know, you can try it out and see how it can impact your business. And it's one of the best things that we do at Turnkey. I, I love it so much. I'm so glad that we came out with that because we can help so many more people um, with that service. And so, uh, anyways, just want to thank you guys for listening, um, and go take action on on everything you learned today, and uh, let us know how it goes. Thanks. Bye. Thank <music> you.